Welcome to Daily Drive for October 20th, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. And I'm Kellen Walker. Today on the show, Elon Musk says there's no demand problem for Tesla. Waymo robo-taxis are coming to LA, and VW considers selling its Russian factory. Plus, are we seeing signs that the industry is slowly but surely getting back to normal? We'll hear from Cox Automotive Chief Economist, Jonathan Smoke. I have great confidence that indeed this environment is going to put a solid floor under vehicle values, and we're rapidly approaching that floor already. And I think we're going to reach it by spring with or without a recession happening in the U.S. economy. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Tesla CEO Elon Musk said the automaker is not facing demand problems despite economic headwinds. Musk says the company expects to sell every vehicle it can produce in the current quarter from its factories in California and Texas, Germany, and China. But a lot of questions about demand in recent weeks. I can't emphasize enough. We, we have excellent demand uh, for Q4, and we expect to sell uh, every car that we make for as far into the future as we can see. Musk was speaking on a third quarter earnings call Wednesday. Tesla expects to increase production by 50% annually for the foreseeable future, but deliveries might fall below that number as the company faces transportation challenges while it expands beyond a million vehicles a year. Waymo plans to expand its robo-taxi service to Los Angeles. It's the third region where Waymo One service will be offered. The company will follow the same playbook for the service that it has elsewhere. Local employees will try the program first, followed by so-called trusted testers who sign non-disclosure agreements, followed by unaccompanied paying members of the public. Waymo One is already open to the general public in the Phoenix metro area, and it's in the advanced testing stage in the more crowded downtown areas of Phoenix and San Francisco. Volkswagen Group is looking for an investor to take over its factory in Kaluga, southwest of Moscow. That's where production was halted soon after the Russian invasion of Ukraine. VW said it's looking at various scenarios for the future of its business in Russia, and one option is to sell the assets to a third party. VW told Automotive News Europe in a statement that no decision has been made yet. The factory employs 4,200 people. VW has invested almost a billion dollars there. And Our Next Energy is committing to producing its first prototype cell in its new Michigan battery plant by the end of next year. One cut the ribbon on the plant today in an event that included Governor Gretchen Whitmer and members of Congress. CEO Mujib Ijaz says full-scale production will follow in late 2024. By the end of next year, I made a commitment to the governor today that we will make our first prototype cell in that facility by the end of next year. And one year after that, we'll go into full-scale production as we launch all of the programs with our seven customers that are currently signed. We're very excited about that. The facility dubbed One Circle will have an annual capacity of 20 gigawatt hours, enough to build about 200,000 battery packs each year. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, Tesla not facing demand problems. It seems like Elon is always trying to make that point. But why is he making it now? 
Yeah, you know, after the third quarter numbers came in a little below expectations, a number of analysts started raising questions whether maybe all this new competition from the, you know, the Audis, the Hyundais, the Cadillacs of the world is starting to chip away at some of Tesla's excess demand. The other thing is, I mean, this is a company, they've, when they've faced economic headwinds before, they've had so much demand, they really haven't ever felt a recession. And now the risk of a, a global recession or a recession that hits the U.S. could be a new thing for them. Elon's saying, nothing to worry about. I still have way more demand than I can ever meet. That's interesting. Something to keep our eyes on. Uh, coming up, Cox Automotive Chief Economist Jonathan Smoke talks about what used vehicle prices might signal for the rest of the industry and what a possible recession might mean for automakers, suppliers, and retailers. That's next on Daily Drive. Hi, I'm Michael Dunn, son of legendary car spy Jim Dunn, and I'm also the host of the Driving with Dunn podcast. Over the last 26 years, I founded two companies, became president of GM Indonesia, and I was featured on 60 Minutes. Today, I run Zozo Go, a global market intelligence company with deep expertise in electrics and autonomous cars. Driving with Dunn is going on 80 episodes. Our guests include Henrik Fisker. We're going to modernize the Pope Mobile. Linda Zhang, chief engineer of the F-150 Lightning, and many more. You can listen at ZozoGo.com or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Kellen Walker. Wholesale used vehicle prices appear to be falling again this month. A string of price declines have defined the wholesale market in 2022, and Cox Automotive says it hasn't seen declines like this since the onset of the pandemic and before that, since the beginning of the Great Recession. Cox Auto chief economist Jonathan Smoke says it might signal the industry is inching back toward normal. I recently talked with Smoke about the auto market as well as the possibility of a U.S. recession. I reached him in Atlanta. Jonathan Smoke, welcome back to Daily Drive. Jamie, it's good to see you and good to be back with you. Good to have you here. So I was really intrigued recently. You published the latest version of the uh, used vehicle value index, Mannheim used vehicle value index, get the, get the brand name in there. And prices keep coming down. They're, they're still elevated. I know inventory is still pretty scarce, but it looks like we're maybe a third of the way back toward normal on the used vehicle prices. Also, you know, production has been picking up. Are, are we on the road to, to normalcy in this industry? Yeah, I definitely think we are in the, in the used car market, as it often does, uh, gets there faster <laughs> than the rest of the market, particularly in key metrics like, like vehicle values. And, and used, the used market was really where inflation all began for the U.S. economy. And boy, has that story changed, especially in wholesale values, because indeed the Mannheim Index has declined every month this year except for May, and that was a, a, only a modest uptick. And uh, we are down 14% through September. And er, earlier this week, we released a, you know a, the mid-month reading for October, which is never fully official because things can shift in the final two weeks of the month. But we're down another 2% on top of that prior 14% decline. And we have now especially compared to what was happening in the fall of last year, we are now down 10% year over year in wholesale values. So there's no question that at least on the wholesale side, used vehicles are not contributing to the inflation scenario for the U.S. They're helping to bring 
prices down. So uh, we have come a long way in terms of moving towards normal. We think we've got probably another six months to go of relative weakness uh, in terms of values, meaning I would expect values to be still under pressure through spring of next year, more or less, uh, before we sort of go back to an environment that is uh, stable, if not slightly positive uh, for used vehicle values, because we're constrained from what what has been the lack of production and the, the lack of a return to normal in the in the new vehicle market. Uh, one thing that st- jumped out when you asked that question is, I keep getting folks who are saying, you know, will will we get when are we going to get back to 2019 values? Uh, that's never going to happen. You know, basically vehicles reflect inflation over time. You know, every new unit costs a little bit more because the materials and the labor going into it, you know, factor into that equation. So when you have abnormal periods of price increases and prior to the pandemic, our experience was that was normally around things like hurricanes. But when you go through abnormal periods where demand exceeds supply and prices uh, temporarily go up, they never go back to what they were previously. They go uh, retreating to some level that is basically a logical pro- progression of where values would have gone. And so I think we're I think we're further along towards getting to what is the natural long-term value level. We're much closer to that trend than being far away. And we've got conditions in the new vehicle market, which I think we're probably going to talk about, that suggests that if anything, we're getting darn close to use prices being much more in sync with what they should be, uh, which is principally how they're connected to the new new vehicle market more than anything else. My other concern about the used vehicle market is just this sense that we're in uh, like a, it's, it's a negative bubble. It's a, a low pressure system. It's that after three years of depressed output worldwide, and especially here in North America, that there's going to be sort of a shortage of those peak lightly used, (laughs) fairly new used models that might leave used vehicle prices kind of at a sustained high level for three or four years before we get to whatever the natural inflation level is. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, We are are in the early stages of what is going to be a very constrained used retail and wholesale environment, at least for the next three years, because of the decline in new vehicle production. And uh, because of the lack of progress, we keep having to extend the time frame in which that very constrained environment continues. So if you look back historically on how like the Mannheim index has trended, you know, following recessions in the Great Recession, you know, the mother of all recessions for our lifetimes, we had wholesale values decline 12 percent in just two months. Uh, but within nine months following that 12 percent decline, that vehicle values had fully recovered because as soon as there's a big massive decline, the market constrains. And even before a recession is over, people need transportation and the correction, the, you know, the downward move in prices creates more opportunities for people who need transportation, which is a vital part of the economy, you know, to continuing to move forward. So I have great confidence that indeed this environment is going to put a solid floor uh, under vehicle values, and we're rapidly approaching uh, that floor already. And I think we're going to I think we're going to reach it by spring, with or without a recession happening in the U.S. economy. So you know, I 
been watching. I mean, all year long, production has been ticking back up. And it's, again, it's not all the way back to normal, but it's getting pretty close. It's getting kind of within within reach. Uh, what's your sense? What's your model? What is your view of, are we, are we going to start catching up? We're starting to see inventory tick back up a little, but certainly not anything excessive yet. Uh, where do you think we yeah. are in that progress process? I mean, we've, we've been looking for it constantly too. Uh, and I do believe we, we are in the early stages of seeing clear uh, incremental improvement that's happening, particularly in North America. Um, so North American production has turned the corner uh, and I think has a higher probability of reaching some level of quote unquote full capacity. And we'll have to actually discuss what full capacity is, but uh, certainly at a, at a level that is approaching something that is could be better described as normal. But then you look at other regions in the world, particularly what's coming out of Europe and, and coming out of uh, Japan, and actually we've regressed, um, you know, for as every step forward seemed to have been two steps backwards and for a variety of reasons, you know, war in Ukraine being one, but you know, Japan has just faced all kinds of uh, problems, COVID lockdowns in China, uh, impacting more of the supply chain there. Uh, earthquake, you know, earlier this year, you just keep getting these uh, things that set back uh, production. And I, I actually think one of the components of just how quickly we will see uh, production volumes actually produce deliveries uh, which contribute to U.S. sales, I think we actually could see manufacturers deliberately slowing down the pace of recovery because there's so much uncertainty about what the economic outlook is, and they have been benefiting from the fruits of a very uh, constrained supply environment and are in no hurry to see that dramatically changed if it means they're really not going to profit from that growth. Uh, so I think there's a lot that uh, a lot of variability into what the new vehicle recovery could look like. And it's a key reason we've been more aggressive than I'm seeing from others in pulling back our expectations for what new vehicle sales will look like next year uh, and potentially for the next few years. So before we wrap up or as we wrap up, I want to make sure we we touch on the, uh, the R word, uh, the recession risk. Um, in the past, before there was really any recession in the U.S., but maybe a, a risk of it looming on the horizon, you were saying, look, we're already in one in the <laughs> in the auto industry because our yeah. production is so constrained. Um, although, of course, it was a recession with high demand still. And now we're heading to maybe a recession on in the macro economy, but still a seems like a pretty healthy auto industry. How do you weigh all that out? And, and what does it what does it mean to you? Bottom line? Yeah, well, the odds of recession first are unfortunately, we believe 50-50 right now. And that's like a forecaster's nightmare of that kind of scenario that you have to contemplate. And so it, it is it is real. It's like looking at the weather forecast and deciding if you're going to pack an umbrella. Unfortunately, we do need to consider uh, the recession as something that absolutely could be happening. But then you look at what is the potential difference. And because of the low level of volumes we've been at. To us, it's a swing of uh, likely selling just over 14 million next year to potentially selling uh, in the low 12s. And so relative to historical downturns, 
that's not much of a decline. In fact, most of the decline we've experienced has been over the last two years, uh, as opposed to what we might experience. And the reason is that I think part of it will be manufacturers will intentionally slow down. They will not push uh, to get back to more shifts in factories and to push uh, suppliers. Uh, they, they instead will have a slower uh, kind of up ramp. And for those who are already there, you know, we're already seeing inklings of some production cuts recently that seem to hint that those that are in better shape and could have been putting the pedal to the metal uh, with regards to producing even more uh, could be intentionally slowing down. But the other is the affordability side. Look, we're going to have interest rates for auto loans by the end of the year that we haven't seen since 2001. We're already seeing clear evidence that some consumers are having to drop out of the purchase process because the monthly payment is no longer affordable. And also we're seeing a return to uh, consumers buying with cash. And in the near term, that might work. That's not going to be a, a strategy going forward because you know the average price of a vehicle is north of 48000 now. Uh, we'll run out of the consumers that can afford to do that with cash. So there's a lot of variables that I basically think a recession scenario is, is going to cause sales to be a little bit lower, but the amount of decline from a historic standpoint will be one of the least negative. And by the way, we don't have an oversupply issue and never once in the history of the auto market have we gone into recession when we had no supply. So there's not a lot of risk of the profit picture turning dramatically negative. If anything, actually, it, it likely means that pricing power will be retained. And, and while volumes will uh, continue to be low, what is being produced and sold uh, can, can be done so profitably. All right. And we'll push ahead into uncharted territory. Jonathan Smoke, Cox Automotive Chief Economist, thanks so much for joining me again today. Oh, great to be with you, Jamie. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Automotive News Coordinating Producer Jake Neer and Producer Jack Hallauer for their help on today's podcast. You can get the latest news on economics, self-driving tech, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Come back tomorrow for a conversation about how dealerships can avoid legal trouble when hiring car detailers, porters, and other staff. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.